Thank you for joining another episode of Family Christian with Anusha Ali. I am your host. Thank you for being part of my audience. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast because as a self-publishing writer and author, as someone who wants to take the journey of self-publishing and just being independent, I truly appreciate uh, my audience members. I know that it's not easy for people like me who want that journey because we we want something deeper than notoriety and fame. We want our messages to be heard. We want to collaborate with people. We want to make changes in this world. That is what's important to us. We are not, people like me are not concerned with, uh, you know, having mansions on the heels and having multiple cars in the driveway. Uh, for me personally, I don't need any of that. But for me, the the most important part of my work is that People will give me the opportunity to, you know, to speak, to to say something different, because I do believe that I have something different to say. I do believe that it is unconventional and that, you know, it is an era of change. This era of information provides me with enough information to, you know, to speak about something different. So, you know, just thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Uh, if you will be so pleased to uh, go on my website, changingali.com. That is changingali.com. And my last name has an E at the end. And my articles and my poems are on there. Tonight, I want to talk about the different themes in the Bible. Themes as in circumcision, for example. Uh, leadership, for example. Those are themes that are saying that this is what God wants. But we know that we know that we as uh, believers, we have to learn to differentiate from what human beings did in ancient times versus what God wants. And there's a distinction, there is a difference. Uh, you always, as a believer, you must know that the world that we are living in currently is not from God's um, God's plan, okay? It is a deviation, and that deviation is causing chaos. So first I want to talk about circumcision, for example. We know that it is happening still in, in religion. Um, we know that it's even gone as far as young girls in the Middle East and in Africa getting circumcised, and it's not... It's not even necessary. It's it's a it's a injustice to young girls who are having uh, who are being circumcised for foolish reasons. They they have no no medical reason to be circumcised other than that it is a tradition that is being passed down in the sake of the in the story of the girls and that it it gives um, it gives girls high infection rates. It uh, it makes childbirth. Uh, much more difficult for for girls when they become a women. It makes uh, having sexual intercourse difficult because circumcision has taken a whole new <laughs> definition um, because it is referenced in the Bible. So just think about just think about the pain for from the women's side on how you know those women are, are still being circumcised and. Uh, the you know the illogical reason for that. Um, in the guy's case, um, for example, I had my son circumcised, right? But I did it because uh, for sanitary reasons. You know, I just thought of him being older and he having extra layers of skin, and I I just wanted. I know that with the the evidence of uh, excessive skin on on the penis, can uh, you know can lead to 
uh, dirt to and, and infections and so forth. So I, I did have my son circumcised, but I was never thinking of uh, Abraham, you know, in the Bible. I was thinking more from a, a sanitary uh, standpoint. Um, but I, I want to talk about how religions continue to um, promote that story, continue to teach that story of uh, Abraham, uh, Abraham's circumcision and how that is continuing to, um, you know, uh, support the idea that, well, God told Abraham to do this and Abraham did it. Therefore, every male who uh, acknowledges God um, should do it. It is, it is not, it is not necessary. God does not, I'm sure God does not keep a record in heaven of uh, so-and-so is circumcised, therefore they are coming to heaven or so-and-so is not circumcised. And therefore after their death, um, there will be a circumcision ceremony before they can enter heaven. It is, it is an illogical um, ritual. It is a ritual that was done um, by people in the days of Abraham, okay? If, if anything, it is a human ritual that has nothing to do with God, that has everything to do with tradition, okay? So as always, I'm always encouraging you to learn to differentiate what human beings were doing in, that, in biblical times and uh, how, how that may not always translate into, uh, you know, what God wants or wanted, as, as it was in the, the biblical times. I also want to talk about leadership, for example. A theme in the Bible is that uh, leadership is, is by God. So monarchies, for example, they continue to be um, in this world. And then their, their angle is that, you know, this is, this is godly. Lordship is godly. Monarchy is godly. Um, and as the story of Moses and Aaron and, you know, Moses and the Israelites and how Moses started the the theme of leadership that God chooses uh, certain people to lead others. And I know for a fact that that is being taught in different religious settings. And that is a highly dangerous um, message. It is a highly um, distorted version of, of, of Moses becoming a leader or feeling the need to do that because of all the opposition he was facing or the fact that Moses wanted uh, Egypt's leadership, wanted what Egypt had. And he was, you know, conniving enough. He was human enough to say, oh, I have to do this to get what Egypt has. So, so leadership, when we talk about it, it is a highly um, highly uh, supportive um, message because we see so much, so many leaders in the world, and we see the chaos that they they bring on. We see how people are being taught to be leaders. Like really, uh, God is not interested in leadership. God is interested in, uh, if anything, um, connecting with each of us so that we can understand our purpose. We can understand who we are. But to say that God chooses a certain amount of people to become leaders, um, and the only ver- justification is that Moses um, Moses happened to be one of those people. It, it is baseless. It's a baseless justification. It is a, uh, a, a horrible, horrible uh, mistruth. 
it has, again, again, it has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with human beings wanting uh, power. Uh, we know that in leadership, it's it's about power. It's about notoriety. So why, you know, human beings in their own devices want that. They want to be known. They want to have money. They want fame. They want all those things. And then they, when they get it, they, they simply inject God's name and say, yes, um, this feels good. This is good. Therefore, God is responsible for this. But it, it's, it's not God. It's, it's just human beings being humans and uh, claiming things that have absolutely uh, no connection to the God, the God above. The God above is more concerned with spiritual enlightenment. The God above is more interested in spiritual strength and understanding. And mostly the God above wants advocacies. God wants people like you and me, I hope, uh, to, you know, unleash goodness in this world, to advocate for others, to, to help the blind when the blind needs help, to help the poor when the poor needs help, to be uh, great support systems to those who need it. That's what God wants. God is not interested in anyone becoming a leader of a business or a non-for-profit. And uh, we certainly cannot say that God wants um, people in those positions because leadership is destructive. People, human beings are destructive. They end up in these leadership positions and they are causing more chaos than are good. So we have to, again, take God out of these storylines so that God is not being, um, not being seen as a support for this, you know, for human beings, uh, human beings and their, um, their craziness, <laughs> human beings and their, their tendency to, to want power, to want um, notoriety, to want money, and just so that they can say, yeah, um, I worked hard for this, and God, I was I'm some special person that God chose. It, it this is this is not God. It's all about you know human beings. Also, in the there's also the monarchy theme in the Bible. We we learn about King David. We learn about King Solomon, and different kings. You know, in power, they had wealth. They were able to you know navigate different places, and their influences. Um, were great, were great, whereas other people recognized them as kings. Uh, so, you know, again, this was just the the power of privilege and everything that comes with that, that once you have that wealth and you have that notoriety, uh, then automatically you become the, the star of the show. Uh, does that mean that, oh, God chose King Solomon and chose King David? No, no. It is certainly portrayed that way in the Bible. And that's why they are featured in the Bible is because, uh, you know, they were monarchs. They were people in high positions, just as many of the prophets in the Bible. These were people in high positions. They were priests. They, you know, they held high, um, high, um, high titles. Therefore, it makes sense that they're in the Bible and they 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 have written words of you know of their experiences. But again, 
in the Bible, when you read it, you must know the, the contextual information. You must know the history of these people. You must know what else has been written about these uh, individuals so that you're not walking around, you know, repeating their, their, their words and living vicariously through them. You, you as the reader must, must have takeaways from the Bible. And it cannot be that uh, you walk around saying, well, God gave uh, King David uh, monarch titles and monarch uh, power because you have to think of what God really wants. God can foresee chaos from its inception. So God is not going to put, um, God did not put the monarch, the monarchy in Great Britain. They installed themselves. God did not put the monarchies in, you know, different parts of Africa or Middle East, wherever, the, wherever they are. Um, God, that is not God. That is just human beings installing themselves, making themselves bigger than they truly are because they want, they want power. They want notoriety. That is, that's what it's all about. It, it's nothing to do with, um, with what God wants. So as always, I, I encourage you, I always encourage you to, to think of the contextual information, to think of, of what is it, um, that, you know, God wants from us. God doesn't want us to be entrenched in, in chaos where we are not, we're not able to do the work that is needed, the work the the humanitarian work, the work of uh, you know identifying injustices and speaking up against it and doing our share to better the world, and monarchies will definitely stall that stall that um, that you know that journey because they all they care about is their monarchy and their titles and their money. They're not interested in world peace. They're not interested in um, you know anything that is good per se. Oh, they, they just care about their titles. So as always, I encourage you to be the different reader, to be the different believer, to focus on God and to believe in God, to be in prayer with God and to be in personal relationship with God, just as I do, because that will unleash a whole new level of understanding and a whole new level of conclusions about um, but the Bible that you're reading or what, whichever doctrine that you read, be able to differentiate between who God is and what God wants and be able to uh, look at human beings and see what is it that they want and what is it that we do. So thank you again for being part of my audience. I appreciate you. I hope to have you again in the future. Thank you.